Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello. Welcome to Jewel Says. I'm Julie. Oh, Abe and I do not like being landlords. Maybe it's just us. I mean, I don't believe in bad luck, but maybe I should start. I I don't know. Or maybe I'm just prone to making bad decisions. I told you about my condo that I had years ago. It was actually fine. But Abe and I bought our own house in Toronto in 2007, and we renovated it. Fully renovated it. We didn't just remodel it. We gutted it. We did footings, underpinnings, new joists, framings, windows, all the electrical, plumbing, heating, infrastructure, everything. And I always keep an eye on the real estate market, so I could see prices creeping up and up and up. It wasn't... I would say it wasn't an explosion in prices then, but it was this steady growth. And of course, the population in a big city is always increasing. So I thought, you know, we really should consider buying a rental property. Abe and I discussed it. We figured long term it would be a good investment. I read books about it. I did some of these online seminars about it. My parents were property managers. I did have that condo in Sarnia. I knew a little bit about it. And we didn't actually expect to make money from the rent, not a monthly income anyway, at least not for the first many years. We just figured over time it would be a good investment. And and maybe by the time I retired, it might generate a monthly income. But that's not actually what we were counting on. So when our mortgage came due after the first five-year term in our own home, and the value had almost doubled by then, we thought, well, maybe we should remortgage enough for a down payment for a rental property. And we both had a reasonably decent income. I'm shocked at what the banks will let you borrow based on your income, because I would not want to carry the amount of debt they would let us have. But anyway... We added a home equity line of credit to our mortgage just to give us room for a down payment. And because I had always kept an eye on real estate values, I was pretty confident about what we could get for what we could afford to pay. 
I also kept a spreadsheet of values, specifications, assessment values, comparables, sold prices. And finally, my real estate agent, Alan Tungle, was not a real estate agent at the time, so we were dealing with someone else, plus I hadn't even met him. Our real estate agent showed me a semi-detached legal triplex in Toronto's East End. The upper unit was owner-occupied. It looked reasonably nice. The main floor was pretty shitty. It was craptacular, actually. But it was occupied by someone who had been there long-term, and he wanted to stay. And according to the owner, he had been paying the rent reliably, and he was pretty quiet. And the basement unit had been recently vacated. It was filthy and smelled horrible. It had lumpy, worn carpet. The drywall had been put up horizontally, but it wasn't terrible. We figured with a coat of paint, it would be fine. The kitchen cupboards were solid wood. The ceilings were high enough for my friend Walt, who was, I think he's about six foot six. And there's no ductwork to work around because the heating system was direct vent natural gas which now we know is a bit noxious, but at the time we thought this is better than electric heating because the Ontario government has messed up electrical power projects repeatedly over several decades. So electrical power in Ontario is more expensive than it is in a lot of jurisdictions. Maybe not as bad as some, but for Canada or the US, for North America, the prices are bad. But oh, how things change. And basement apartments in Canada are actually quite common. I know it sounds dodgy in some places of the world, but it's very common here. And most homes here, even if they don't rent them out, do have beautifully finished basements that are part of the living area. And this one had good-sized windows. They weren't tiny, squishy little windows that you often see in a basement apartment. These were nice and offered a lot of natural light, so you didn't feel like you were in an underground cave. So I figured all it needed to be livable was, and we know that this is the type of unit that someone who can't afford an expensive apartment would be living in, and that's fine. But I figured all it needed was a thorough cleaning, a complete paint job, new flooring, which is easy enough for Abe and me to do ourselves, updated light fixtures, some nice blinds for privacy, and a new door, and new interior doors as well. The existing exterior door was full-length glass, which I don't think is safe, especially for a rear entrance. Of course, women automatically think of the safety aspect when we're looking at something like that. After I looked at it, I called Abe. He was working out of town, so he hadn't seen it. And at the time, real estate bidding wars on anything that was reasonably priced and viable were common. They were the norm. And I say reasonably priced with air quotes. You could have bought a lovely house on the lake in Sarnia for the price we paid for this, or maybe even for less money. I read a report a couple of years ago before interest rates cooled the market a bit, and this neighborhood was considered one of the last affordable, I'm saying that in air quotes too, affordable neighborhoods near downtown. The article said, you can still get something for under a million. So a million in Toronto, believe me, is considered affordable. 
So Abe and I decided to present an offer. Abe hadn't seen it, but, you know, I guess he trusted my judgment. Or he wanted to be able to blame me if it all went wrong later. I think he actually trusted me. I had to get a certified check to the agent. And in Sarnia, all we had to do to put an offer on a home then was give the agent a check for maybe a couple thousand dollars. But Toronto, no, $50,000 certified check. Abe and I deal with an online bank, which for the most part is fine, but there are times like this when you appreciate a branch close by. But how often do you buy a house? Hardly ever, at least for us, hardly ever. I contacted the bank to prepare the draft. I got a taxi all the way up north in the woods. We refer to any place north of the 401 as the woods to pick my draft up because I had to I, I had to get it to the real estate agent as soon as possible and I signed the offer. And of course we offered over asking. Of course, you had to go in with the most you were willing to pay the first time because there was no counter offering back then. Just multiple bids for the seller to pick and choose from. And they would even say, we will accept offers on date X. You couldn't even just walk in and give them an offer in advance. Well, I think you can. That's a bully offer, but no. That night, as I was on the train to visit Abe for the weekend, the agent phoned me. The offer had been accepted. So now the fear set in. I called Abe to let him know fingers crossed. It's okay, Julie. Worst case is we sell our house and move into that upper unit. That's kind of how we looked at it. If both of us lost our jobs and we were in trouble, that would have been the worst case. And we weren't anywhere near that, but we tend to be cautious when it comes to the, like, we're not the types of people who feel comfortable going deeply into debt. But this was an investment. We took possession 10 years ago in March. It's almost our 10th anniversary. Thank you. And got to work on fixing up the basement as soon as we got it, since that would be the quickest and easiest to rent. I had originally thought we could just clean the second floor up and offer it for rent, but it looked a lot worse after the owner moved all his stuff out. Plus, Abe has a hard time just fixing something up to make it cheap and cheerful, as my friend Paula would say. There's no putting lipstick on a pig for Abe. It has to be done right. I like to say he has to Mike Holmes everything he does. So anyway, we did the basement first. We only had weekends to work on it, obviously, and Abe ended up replacing the kitchen counter with a concrete counter that he made, lovingly made, but which took quite a bit more time than he had originally anticipated. Maybe we would have been better off just replacing it with laminate, but this was a kind of a pet project that Abe really wanted to do, so concrete counter it is. And during this time, we only had the main floor unit rented, which of course didn't even come close to covering the mortgage payment. The guy was nice enough. He went by the name Junior. I don't remember what his real name is, but he reliably paid his rent, so that was a relief. His unit was in the worst shape of all three, so we were pretty happy that he was staying, because at least we had something coming in while we were working on the other two. Finally, we were ready to advertise the basement. I had signed up for a landlord-tenant site to track tenant payments, 
But because we're just regular people, we didn't have access to do full credit or background checks on anyone. A property management firm or a bank or um, maybe a real estate agent would have that ability, but we couldn't. We ended up renting to two men who were friends, not partners, and both of their names were on the lease. Well, you know how hard it is to live with other adults, even if you love them. Not surprisingly, a few months in, we got a call from one of the guys, Paul. He and the other guy weren't getting along. Surprise, surprise. What could he do? The other guy wanted to move out. He had found another place, but his name was on the lease. So we met with Paul and agreed to just change the lease to Paul's name only. We don't care as long as you pay the rent. And he agreed that he would be responsible for the full amount of rent and to let us know when he got a new roommate because that wasn't sustainable for him long-term, not to have a roommate at all. And he was a pretty nice guy. But for a 50-something-year-old man, he was not well-equipped with some basic life skills. I think, okay, I'm, I'm making a judgment statement here that sounds mean, but I think... Generally, not in all cases, men of a certain age, because that was a while ago, so he'd be 60 maybe now. Just like women were raised believing that they would be responsible for looking after house and hearth and home and food and children, I think a lot of men were raised assuming that they would not be responsible for those things. And the unfortunate thing is if you end up single long term, it can be a bit of a challenge. So Paul really wasn't equipped with some basic life skills. He would call us to say the place smelled, for example. Abe would go over to find overflowing kitty litter, bags of garbage that had not been taken out to the bins, food left out to rot on the counter. Paul, he would tell him, you have to clean the kitty litter and take the garbage out. That's the cause of the smell. It's not a fault of the unit. The apartment didn't smell when you moved in. Sometimes Paul would call complaining about bugs. Abe would go over to find bugs swarming around old food waste that hadn't been taken out. Paul, the bugs are attracted to the food. Or he'd go over and the bugs would be flying around outside, just living their lives. Paul, it's summer. We have bugs living outside in the summer. You live in Ontario. And then there was a rodent problem. The house, though renovated, is over 100 years old. Mice are going to find a way in, especially if there's garbage and food waste left out. That attracts them. Then he had bed bugs. Yep, bed bugs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Now that we are not allowed to use DDT and high octane toxic pesticides, bed bugs are a problem, even in some of the local high end hotels. I've worked with consultants who travel and stayed in very nice hotels and ended up getting bed bugs from a beautiful hotel. It can happen, and they're very difficult to get rid of. You can't just fumigate and get on with your life. You have to vacuum everything, dispose of the vacuum bag outside, wash everything you own in hot water, wrap things in bags and leave them outside for months if you can't wash them, steam clean your furniture and mattress, everything. It's a horrible process. And of course, we were worried that the bed bugs would traverse up to the other units. They're hardy little creatures. So I sent Paul the instructions that are on the Toronto City website, and I called him. Are you sure you can do all of these things? I asked him, because we'll pay for pest control. And it was hundreds of dollars just for one treatment. But you have to understand all these other things have to be done or the bed bugs will come back. Oh, sure, no problem, he assured me. So we planned a date. When you have time, Paul, because this is a lot of work, I'm not scheduling your pest control guy until you have time to do all this stuff. No problem. He would take all of his laundry down to the laundromat to wash in hot water. Yes, he was on board. He would clean and steam everything. The date was set and the fumigation booked. Well, needless to say, Paul didn't do any of those things and the bed bugs resurged with a vengeance. We paid for the pest control guy to go back at least once or twice more. I think we ended up spending about $1,000 on this pest control guy. And I said to him, please, please, this is a tenant. Would you please explain to him while you're there, I asked. I don't think he's doing any of the cleaning protocols. And then finally, I, I had to talk to Paul. We can't just keep paying for this. If you don't do all the things, it isn't going to work, no matter how many times the guy comes back. And the guy did assure me that he talked to Paul about that. Did you wash all your clothes in hot water? Yes. I didn't believe him, though. I didn't believe that he steamed his mattress. I didn't believe that he vacuumed everything. And then when I asked him specific questions, he says to me, well, I don't have a vacuum. For fuck's sake, Paul, I didn't say that to him. I'm saying that to you. I was frustrated. 
He started buying the do-it-yourself powder from the exterminator and just kept treating everything until he moved out. He usually had a roommate after the first guy who moved out. For a while, he had some nice older guy who was transitioning named Dolly, a young girl of only about 19 for a while. I worried about her. Of course I did. I couldn't help but wonder what happened in this poor young lady's life to bring her to the point of sharing a basement apartment with this 50-year-old man. She had a little dog, so caca de chien was sometimes adding to the smell. My God, this is how some people live. I'm just glad that we had replaced all the flooring and there was no carpet in there. One day, we got an emergency call from them. There was water coming up through the drain in the girl's bedroom. Abe went and checked it out. She had her mattress on the floor, which obviously absorbed all the water. It was like a giant sponge, a giant queen-sized sponge. Plus, a lot of her clothing was damaged because she just kept it on the floor as well. She didn't hang it up. She didn't have a dresser to put anything in. Gross. Even if there hadn't been a flood, that's just gross. It's the basement of a 100-year-old house. Even with new flooring, there would be some bugs. Do you want to pick up something to put it on and have bugs in it? We have a damp climate in the summer. These people don't clean the place. Of course they didn't have tenants insurance, and the value of what she owned probably wouldn't have exceeded the deductible even if she had. And she was livid because all of her things had been ruined. I explained to her that a flood can happen at any time in any home, even a new home. There was an issue with the underground pipes that belonged to the city that had to be fixed. I bought her a new mattress, box spring, and a bed frame, even though I didn't have to, but she's a 19-year-old girl. I could afford to buy that more than she could. But I told her she really should not put her mattress directly on the floor in any basement room. When she moved out not long after, she left the bed frame beside the shed out back. I guess she just wanted to be on the floor. After she left, Paul lived there on his own for a while. Of course, as soon as the basement was finished and rented, we started working on the second floor unit. We realized the kitchen cupboards up there were just cobbled together mismatches from other old kitchens. There was flooring to replace. We put in a washing machine, new stairs from the main floor, new doors, and there was something about the walls. I forget what it was. I think the previous owner had put up Uh, wooden planks or hunks of wood to hide problems with the walls in one of the bedrooms. I'll have, I should ask Gabe about that. But, oh, the other thing, some birds had built a nest above the kitchen ceiling, but inside the attic. It smelled so disgusting and all had to be ripped out and replaced. We replaced all the windows and doors. We did hire a window and door company to do that. The rear wooden decks needed to be replaced because they were rotting. And now that we, well, Abe mostly, were coming and going through the front entrance, working on the second floor, we saw a little bit more of Junior and some of the characters who were hanging around. And it wasn't pretty. One guy in particular called himself Cowboy. 
He wore cut-off jeans and a straw cowboy hat. Very friendly, outgoing, at least to Abe. He strutted around as though he owned the place. He barely acknowledged me when I was there. Men often don't. I'm pretty scary, or so I've been told. I got the impression that Cowboy had latched on to Junior and was just squatting there. He had plenty of great advice for Abe and even told him, Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I'm not gay, but if somebody wants to pay me, I'll let them suck me off. Ew. You know what? It just occurred to me this minute that Cowboy might have said that because he was offering Abe. Oh, my God. Anyway, this guy... The thing that I always go back to, though, is this man was somebody's baby. Oh, and he had a 12-year-old son, which makes me even sadder. The idea that he was somebody's baby is one thing, but somebody's father? Oh, my God. Have you ever seen a film called Idiocracy? If you haven't, it's kind of an oldish film, but just watch the first 20 minutes I will put a link up. I'm sure I can find a link to that initial excerpt. We were living in idiocracy at this place. Eventually, Paul started complaining about all the noise from the main floor. I mean, it wasn't a problem when no one lived in the basement. We would work there during the day and leave. We didn't know what was going on through the night. But once Paul was in there... There were fights, and it was escalating. There was pounding, the washing machine running through the entire night, which really annoyed Abe because utilities were included, and I'm pretty sure they were running a laundromat for their friends and squatters. The noise wasn't parties either. It was banging, screaming, fighting at all hours of the night. A detective came over once to look through the place due to suspicions that they were running a bicycle chop shop. Bicycle theft in Toronto is a big, big problem. If you ever rent a bicycle here, or it's a problem. You need a high-quality lock, and even then, good luck. But for some reason, the police pay more attention to bicycle theft than they do things like porch shopping and voyeurism. But, oh, whatever. We all have our priorities. i Bikes are important. Meanwhile, we finished the second floor and managed to get that rented. We let the new tenants, two brothers, we let them know that as soon as the main floor people moved out, we would start renovation on that unit. And we warned them about the noise issues, and they seemed not to be concerned about it. And maybe the noise is a bit less of a problem when you're in the unit above the noise than when you're in the unit below the noise. I know that there are terrible landlords and there are tenants who have a very hard time finding adequate housing. But here were we just trying to make this place nice. It was a huge financial investment for us and we had a huge mortgage. Well, we still do. We jump whenever there's a problem. We just want decent tenants who pay their rent, don't destroy the place, or cause problems for the other people who live there. The Ontario Landlord-Tenant Act, though, is very much in favor of the tenant. Tenants can get free representation, but landlords cannot. And it's very difficult to evict someone particularly if the reason is that they're being disruptive. 
and I had been looking into it. Thankfully, juniors started getting behind on rent because it is easier to get an eviction from non-payment of rent than for other issues. As soon as he was late, I filed the notice. After so many late payments, and especially non-payment, you can file for an eviction. So we gave him his eviction notice. I think he had something like two weeks to catch up on the past due rent before he could actually get an eviction order, and we were relieved he didn't pay, so we were able to give them an eviction date. Light at the end of the tunnel. Unfortunately, we really weren't ready to do the renovation on that unit, but we knew that it wasn't rentable once he moved out. So as soon as he was gone, we would have to start. Well, Cowboy did not appreciate being evicted one bit. He called Abe and told him that he knew the law, he was an expert on the Landlord-Tenant Act, and by the way, most rent scammers actually are experts, which is how they find a way to get free rent. And we could not evict them because it was December. He offered to manage the place, I think. uh, The whole conversation was pretty rich. Abe told him he was not being evicted because he doesn't live there. We don't even know his real name, and he had always claimed to be visiting, so it's Junior who is being evicted, not you, cowboy. I called my brother, who is a lawyer and who worked with my parents at their property management firm before becoming a lawyer. He knows the Landlord-Tenant Act inside and out, and he assured me that we could, in fact, evict them in December and wrote me a no-trespass letter to post on the door for Cowboy. I don't recall how Abe got Cowboy's actual name, but he did, and he was able to put that on the no-trespass. We couldn't say, Cowboy, if you are caught on these premises, you are trespassing and we will call the police, who might not show up even if we call them. But I have a feeling Cowboy did not want to talk to the police, because he stayed away. And so, the eviction date came. Would Junior leave? We weren't sure, but he did. His roommate also moved out. His roommate was actually a pretty nice guy from what I could tell, but I think the roommate was relieved because he wanted out of that situation anyway, and they both left. We were pretty worried that they wouldn't leave. Talk about filth. Open cans of food left rotting on the counter, already moldy. I think they might have left it extra disgusting on purpose. And even though legally they're supposed to leave it in broom-swept clean condition, there's nothing you can do once they're gone. You can't, so they don't have to. And of course, we never recovered the unpaid rent. That's just the cost of doing business. When we bought the house, we already knew this was the unit that was going to need the most work. But even once all the filth had been cleared out, we realized, again, it was even worse than we had originally thought. There was no amount of lipstick in the world that could clean this pig up. The rooms were not well laid out. The kitchen was excruciatingly tiny. Nothing in the place was salvageable. Not the cupboards, not the bathtub, not the toilet, none of the flooring. And of course, that awful direct vent gas heating system. It all has to go, Abe declared. Oh boy, 
We were really in for a ride on this one. But that's a story for another day. Thank you for listening. As always, if you have anything you'd like to share or ask, you can email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. Jules Says is produced, written, recorded, edited, mastered by me, Julie McCarthy. Music by Julie McCarthy. I hope you have a fabulous week. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.